If you would, turn in your Bibles to Romans 12. I have just a few thoughts on hope tonight. Um, in the wee hours of the morning, I woke up thinking about this service tonight and as always, asking God, what in the world? What, what do I talk to them about? And just a, just a little devotion on hope. I um, thought about reading the whole chapter, but um, you can do that at your own convenience. But I want to, uh, let's look at verse 10, and we'll read to verse 12. Be kindly affectionate one toward to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. Be not slothful in business, fervent spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing, continuing excuse me, instant in prayer. And I was thinking about hope today. Um, we all have hope in something. I mean, I don't think any of us here are hopeless or feel like there is no hope, there's no help, we're, you know, just doom and gloom all around. Um, I believe most of us live with a, a little bit of hope in our heart for something. And I was thinking today how fickle that hope can be, though. Um, it can be fickle, it can be fleeting. Sometimes it's hard to grasp a hold of it. Whenever we're in a struggle or life gets complicated and hard. And uh, that's the reason why we got to be careful where we place our hope. You know, Brother Gayhart was sharing his beautiful testimony of, you know, uh, he didn't get into it as much, but I'm sure you've heard his testimony about how his mind, a, a depression, um, affliction, it was, he was afflicted. And he just couldn't grasp anything. It felt like he didn't have a foundation to stay on. And, you know, you can, in, that, in a time like that, it is easy to feel hopeless. He could have just decided, well, that's all there is to it, you know. Or he could have clung to a doctor and put all of his faith and his confidence and hope in a doctor to get him through it. You know, this is why I'm talking about we've got to be careful where we put our hope. Or maybe some of you are putting your hope into a, a 401k, thinking, you know what, the, the financial situation in America and across the world looks bleak, but I've got that 401k. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that that's going to see me and my family through, and you've got a lot of hope in that. And just think of how many, how many families... Their jobs changed, you know, a, a business can shut down tomorrow just like that. And there's your 401k down the tubes. It's a fickle thing to place hope in, amen? We can put our hope in a relationship. We can depend on someone to the point that they're always going to be there for me. They're going to see me through my hard time. They're going to, you know... Um, they're going to be there when nobody else is and, and people come and go. The Lord can take that person and then where's your hope? You know? Or if you're following a personality, you, you think so-and-so, you know, I've got a lot of faith and confidence in them and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I know if they're, if they say a certain thing, then it's right. And if they 
do a certain thing, then that's the right thing to do. And, and you end up, you know, putting so much hope in a person and in a personality, and people can let you down, not even meaning to. But, you know, we're human, and we all have frailties, and we got to be careful. You know, we need to examine, you know, where is my hope, really? What am I really trusted in, what I'm hoping in? We all say, oh, well, yeah, we hope in the Lord. But, you know, whenever a trouble or a trial of some sort come, you know, um, I was sharing to people in a Moraine City. I haven't said nothing to you all about it, but, um, and I hope my husband doesn't mind me sharing it, but it's a testimony of God's faithfulness. But, you know, we, um, you know, he was a roofer um, for years. And, you know, um, life was pretty good. It was blue-collar work but white-collar money. I mean, God blessed us, um, and he provided. And, you know, um, we were quite comfortable. And then things change. All it takes is a little bit of back trouble. Not a little bit, a lot. And all it takes is the financial picture changing where, you know, whenever he would go give the estimate for a Slater copper roof, that's, those are expensive. There's just, it is where it, it is what it is. They're expensive. And he can give them several thousands of dollars worth of money to fix this roof. And they can either go ahead and fix that roof or they can think, you know what? My brother-in-law has a truck and a ladder, and we can just tear this slate off and just put a shingle roof on. And after he'd worked in labor and got him the insurance money, they'll just decide to put a shingle roof on. And he's put time and energy and effort into that for a no paycheck. And that happened to us. We went seven years, I think it was, thereabouts, without an income at all. And I'm not going to tell you when that was, and I'm not going to tell you when things got better. <laughs> Seven years. No income. Now, if our hope was in our finances, do you see what I'm saying? If our hope only was, oh, my goodness, we're making all this money, life is good, we have no debt, everything's paid off, and, you know, and you're in tall cotton, and, man, you know, the future looked bright, and we were trusting in those riches, which the Bible tells you not to do. <laughs> but if that's where our confidence and our, you know, our hope was, and we're going to be in a good place when our retirement comes, and you know, it just looks good from here on out, we would have been of all men most miserable if that's where our hope lied. Because... The money failed us. But thank the Lord, God didn't. Because our hope is in Christ. And rich or poor, little or much, it doesn't change God's faithfulness. It don't change God's provision. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He, you know, um, and I'm telling you, if God didn't get us those jobs, we wouldn't have had them. You know, we wasn't looking um, now, I've prayed for storms to come because <laughs> I usually pray, now you don't have to shut everybody's power off and nobody has to die, but sometimes we need a good storm to hit this town. And I'm telling you, <laughs> God provided. 
He took care of us. But if that's all that I was trusting in, you know, my strong husband getting on them roofs every day and making that money, if that's where my hope lied, I wouldn't be standing here tonight. Because I would have felt like Naomi that God's hands went out against me and I'm coming back to you empty. But that's not where my hope was. So this is what I'm talking about, how we got to be careful what we're hoping in, where we've placed that hope. And uh, sometimes we need to take a good look at ourselves and, and some of this. And, and you know, some, there's some people depending on the government to get them through this crisis. Um, to me, that's a shaky place. That, that would be shifting sand, in my opinion, you know, because you know how it goes. Sometimes in the country, you know, we have plenty, and then sometimes we're in a recession, if not a depression. That can come and go. Um, elections change everything. Um, the hearts and minds of people change everything. It's, it's not a place to place your hope. And some people think their education. Their education, the knowledge they gain, the things they know, they think that that's something that they can rely on. And here again, shifting sand. All it takes is you get a bump on your head and forget everything you know. <laughs> Not a place to place your trust and hope. <laughs> but, you know, look at verse 12 here. Paul tells us, you know, to rejoice in hope. And if you have placed your hope in God, in Jesus, in the truth of God's word. What a hope. Because not only do we have a hope in Christ, I was thinking about how lost I was when I came to Christ, how broken I was. And I trusted him. I looked to him in hope that he could save me, that he would save me, that he would forgive me, give me a purpose and a plan in this life. And he met that hope. And we have a hope in Christ that through him that we can have a hope in our trials, that our trials don't define us, our troubles don't define us. We have a hope in him just like, you know, when our family went through this financial crisis, I placed my hope in him that, you know, he would not forget us in those troubles, that he would bring it bring us through it, that he would work it out, that he would provide for us. I hoped in him that our bills would get paid and we wouldn't leave, lose our house and that we would be able to eat, we'd be able to have clothes to wear, place my hope in Christ. And even though we didn't have money coming in, God provided every one of those needs. I would be lying if I told you he failed it. Now, most people would think, no income for seven years. God has forgotten us. He's abandoned us. But the miracle of the thing is that he brought us through. We never missed a meal. We never was, never, never not to a place we could not pay our bills. I don't know how God does it. I've told people, I don't know how you can be broke and blessed at the same time. But that is the benefits of putting your hope in Christ. You can be that broken and that blessed. Whenever you've placed your hope in the right place. That our troubles don't take us over. A wave of sorrow don't have to sweep us away. Because we have hope in Christ. And we, ha and we have hope in that eternal life that he talks about. That even if, you know, even if we're trusting while we live, we're trusting when we die. We sing that song. And, you know, and, and whenever 
You know, he says, enough he'll take us on home that our troubles don't take us over. I was thinking, um, and I shared this with them in Moraine City. It was a different message, but the Lord brought this little scenario to my mind. Um, back in the spring, um, you all know I live, um, and there's a, a city park behind my house. And um, and I started walking. I, you know, needed to get a hold of my health. I, you know, didn't want... I, Spent the night in the hospital, and with my blood pressure, they could not get my blood pressure down. I don't remember what those numbers were, but they just knew my heart was going to explode any minute. Had to spend the night there. Long story short, ended up, they wanted to put me on blood pressure pills. And I've heard from people what a misery that is until you can get it regulated and straightened out. And I thought, I don't want to live like that. So I started eating better and exercising, and I love to walk in that park behind our house. It is absolutely beautiful. Ponds everywhere. It's just beautiful. It, it's just a lot of sunny days you go out there, and it's like you're walking in a Disney movie. Little chickmunks crawling around and, and ducks everywhere, and it's just beautiful. Just being in nature, it's just beautiful. And I had walked and walked and walked and walked these trails, and I thought, you know what? There is a trail, like, on the other side of this pond. And I haven't walked that in a long time, and I'm going to try that trail out. So I go, and I get on that trail, and I start out. And like I said, it was like a Disney movie starting out. The birds were singing, sunshine, and oh, all the little critters everywhere, and it's just beautiful. And then I noticed, you know, it's getting a little dense. I'm having to fight this branch and that branch, and... Um, I'm like, but it's okay, this, and it reminded me of my childhood in Kentucky playing in the woods. It was wonderful. And I know that this path went along this, this pond, and it would drop me off, and I'll be back on the main trail, and I'll just walk up the hill and go home. Well, the farther I went on this path, um, the more dense it became. And then it got more than just moving a branch out of the way. I'm having to climb over some stuff some bushes and bramble and and this thing is just closing in on me the farther I went and I thought you ought to turn around I thought no no I'm 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 just about out of this I'm sure of it and I thought and I don't want to fight what I just got through fighting I don't want to turn around and go back I'm I'm just going to see it through the end I know that there is a path I know there's a path I can see it plainly and I'm just going to stay on this you know it was quite enjoyable until it wasn't enjoyable anymore. And I was literally stuck a time or two. I took one step, and, and my foot kind of sunk, and I pulled it out, and I could see daylight. I, You know, if the Lord hadn't been merciful, I could have fell off that cliffside into the pond, and you're not supposed to be in them ponds. But I probably wasn't strong enough at the time to swim all the way across that pond and get out, and that would have been a mess. But anyway, you know, but I knew there was a path, so I'm going to stay on this path. And it got to the point, I, I remember one time I got a, a branch just went right into my scalp. And now I'm bleeding my hair. I've got leaves and bars, and I've ripped my clothes, and I'm a mess. And But I knew that there was a path, and I didn't feel like fighting this, you know, to turn around and go back. I thought, I've got to get off this trail. But there's a path. I know there's a path. So I stayed on it to the point that, you know, it was time to start crawling on my belly if I was going to get off this trail. <laughs> and I thought, I am not doing that. You know, I, I thought, I, I'm, oh, and I looked, and there was a little whisper of a trail that went off to my right, and I thought, I'm going to take that. So I had to climb up, and I got to thinking, man, I'm going to probably come out down there at those car lots, and I'm going to have to walk home with my hair 
tore all to pieces. My clothes are tore, and by this time, I'm a hot mess. I've got scratches all over me. And so I come staggering out of this path, and I look around, and lo and behold, I, I saw a structure in front of me, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that's the back of my house. I thought I was going to have to walk about a mile home. But I come out of all of that tangled up mess, long story short, and I was home. I was bleeding. I was scratched up. I was sweating. I was hungry. I was thirsty. But everything I needed to take care of all that mess was in that house. (laughs) I walked in. Air conditioning hit me. And right there is my refrigerator, and it's got chilled water and ice in it. Right one on through the house, and there's my share. And, you know, in that bedroom, there was my bed. Everything that I needed was home. You know what? And we have that kind of hope in Christ. If you put your hope in Him, there's the hope of eternal life. And life is going to get messy. There's going to be things you have to crawl over and and crawl through. And you might get home broken and bleeding and tore up mess. But everything that you ever hoped for, everything that you ever desired is going to be home. And you'll have a loving father saying, welcome, my good and faithful servant. You know, you kept the faith. You held steady. You endured the hardship. You got through it You in your home. And now, just enter in and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Amen? Put your hope in Christ. And if we look on down in this verse, at verse 12, it also says that to be patient in tribulation. It would have been real easy just the minute that that trail got a little rough to turn around and go back. But I had hope that there's a path. There's a place to walk. There's a place to... I I knew that that trail would lead me home. I didn't realize it was going to... You know, what started out like a Disney movie, I don't know if you know the story of uh, Sleeping Beauty where the prince has to go through those briars and bramble to get to his true love. I didn't know it was going to end that way. But we never think life is going to be that way. We start out thinking it's all going to go our way. Everything's going to be just as we like it. But life is never convenient. And you need to understand that. There's going to be troubles and trials. But you stay on the path. Keep your hope in the Lord. And you be patient in your tribulation. It's so easy. We've seen so many do it. When the hard times come, they throw in the towel. You know, and they take a temporary situation and turn it into a permanent problem. And there's no need for that. You just got to be patient through the hard times. Um, and it's and the patient, and you know, um, if your little Bible is like mine, it, it will put a little number there for you to look at. And it says just persevere. Persevere through your hard times and your trials. Because, you know... Um, In Job, he's talking about all his trouble. And he says, even if a tree is cut down, um, he said, there's hope that it will sprout again. And like I said, our troubles don't have to define us if we keep our hope in Christ. And, you know, because our troubles are going to come and go. So don't let something that you're going through now, it's just so easy to think it's always going to be this way. It's never going to change. It's always going to be this hard. Your troubles, as the Bible says, it, the Bible always talks about it, and it came to pass. And our troubles are like that. They come to pass. So keep your hope in God. 
And then if you read on down in verse 12, there's a lot in this little old verse. And it says, continuing instant in prayer or continuing steadfastly. You know, keep your hope in God. Don't lose sight of the path. Keep trusting and keep praying. And Matthew, Jesus says in Matthew, you know, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. That's that hope we're talking about, that if I keep praying, if I keep trusting, he is going to meet my need. And there's not ever a need that I've brought to, to the Lord that he didn't take care of it. Maybe not always like I expected him to, but he always took care of it. And the things that I'm going through now, I'm going to keep that same hope in him. I'm going to stay um, patient through the tribulation. I'm going to continue steadfastly knowing that this loving Heavenly Father knows my needs. He not only can meet my needs, he can provide for it. He can take care of it. He can work it out. But what do I have to do? Just cling to those everlasting arms like we sang about earlier and um, just hold on and hold out and wait on the answer to come. It's not time to, to throw in the towel. It's not time to quit. You've got to persevere and continue on steadfastly and rejoice in the hope that we have in Christ. Hope for the trial. Hope for eternal life. Hope for salvation. There's, we have so much. You know, God has provided with so much. So don't live beneath your means. You know, I remember Brother George Wilson, um, I think our song leader. No, he, I thought he left. He's still here. Get, rather, get ready, Brother Justin. I remember years ago, Brother George Wilson was here in a camp meeting, and he was talking about a king who married a peasant woman. And this woman was in rags. She born poor, lived poor, and was a beggar when he found her. But he loved her. He took her home and made her his wife. And, you know, and, and you know how the servants do, ladies in waiting, and all these women, they take her into this gorgeous furnished bedroom. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And everything's just beautiful from someone who's just living in a doorway or under a some kind of shelter, living in the elements. She's got a beautiful furnished bedroom. And they open up a closet, and it's just dresses, dresses and dresses and jewels. It's wonderful. And, you know, and, it, and they're explaining to her, this is all yours, you know. And they clean her up, and they dress her up. And she's just beautiful. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And they let her know, you know, um, you'll be dining with the king tonight. And so, you know, the king is sitting there waiting on this beautiful bride. He just knows she's beautiful and how gorgeous she's going to look with clean hair and those beautiful clothes and all those jewels. And he's anticipating his this dinner. And whenever she shows up, she's got her rags back on. And nobody can understand that. That don't make sense, does it? You have everything every woman dreams of. And yet you come to the dinner in your rags. They ask her about it. And she just can't imagine that this king would want her. He couldn't, she can't grasp that this king loves her that this king wants to take her in and what all the king wants to provide and what he wants to give her. 
She just couldn't grasp it. So she just went back to her beggarly ways. How often have I been guilty? (laughs) You know, we live beneath our means sometimes, saints. We put up with a lot. Because maybe our hope isn't exactly where we think it is. We'll testify, we'll raise our hand in church. But what are we really trusting in? Because sometimes we fall just a little short of victory when you know God's fought all of our battles. <laughs> Amen? Sometimes we fall a little short of a blessing or encouragement or even God's comfort because we're looking for somebody else to provide that. Let's not live beneath our privileges. Let's keep our hope in Christ. Let's make sure it's there. Our hope, we sing, the Bible teaches it, it's an anchor to our soul. And the song says it's both. It's steadfast and it's sure. And it's founded on the promises of Father's written word that shall evermore endure. So don't be like the little beggarly woman that thinks, I just, I'm just not sure. Does he love me? Could he love me? You know, We can doubt him to the point that we're missing out on all that God has provided just because we can't grasp it. Our faith can't take it in. So God help us to trust in God, to trust in Christ, to put our hope in him and allow him to get us through this life, provide and help us, and that we would have a testimony of praise because the world needs to see that in us. They've got to see that he's our provider. He is our comfort. He's our strength. He's our stay. The the world needs to see a victorious people, but if we're all living beneath our means, how in the world are we going to reach anyone? So I hope you got something out of the service tonight. Um, And if you feel like maybe... Maybe you didn't realize it, but let's make sure of what we're trusting in, who we're trusting in, and make sure that we stay steadfast and unmovable and help God help us that we would be people who walk in victory and shine a light. Thank you.